Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by the medical maniac Mozzie. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. The uh, yeah, the uh, intro. Right, the first time we did it, or let, let's let you behind the curtain here, as we say. It um, it timed out, and instead of thinking of something better than that, I just stuck with it to try to keep the experience as authentic as possible. So. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. I couldn't hear it the first time, so oh, I wasn't so sure what it was going to be. It was new for you. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today we're digging into the uh, NFC. As a recap of what we're doing, we are going through the free agents signings, the cuts, the trades, the draft additions for every team. We did the AFC on our last episode. That's up in the feed. So you'll get all uh, 16 of those teams. And today we're going through the 16 AFC teams alphabetically so we're starting with arizona today and this is uh, one of the bigger overhauls probably um yeah no qb change technically but uh kyler's not gonna be around the start of the year so the biggest uh change obviously uh cliff dingleberry's gone we have rich gannon in uh drew petzing is the oc and nick rouse is the dc uh signing wise they brought in scotty miller zach pascal so some you know minor receiver depth uh, which they're gonna need with uh, no Hopkins, who they lost, we have to add him on here now. Um, glad, glad we waited on this episode for that. Think, and then no, oh. Scotty Miller's with Atlanta. I think it, they just got Pascal. Oh, okay. We did added. They, uh, okay, they did get Pascal. Like, did they yeah. even get him? Okay, we had Scotty Miller on both. No Scotty Miller for Arizona, just for Atlanta. Rip. Getting lost That's out okay. of there. Mm-hmm. Unless he can play offensive line or defense, it's still would have helped <laughs> much. Yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Kazir White and Chris Barnes at linebacker on the defense. And then as far as losses, obviously they're tired of J.J. Watt. Um, they lost Cody Ford at guard. And then defensively, no, Zach Allen, Brian Murphy, Ben Neiman, or Tristan Hill. A um, lot, lot of free agent movement. The The draft, the main one was uh, the Paris Johnson pick. That was that was the big one. They, uh, you know, they desperately needed him. Apparently Kyler was happy about the pick, so... Yeah, they uh they they really needed an offensive tackle because Kelvin Beecham and I don't even remember who the other guy is at the moment. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Is it Humphreys? DJ Humphreys? I think. Oh gosh, I'm not sure. Their line's pretty shambly. I'm not sure who was actually starter and who was just depth, but <laughs> they needed some help. Yeah, they did. How did you feel about the rest of their draft, though? Um, I didn't hate it. Uh. I thought Ojolari was good. Uh, Garrett Williams, I mean, they need corner help, so getting a corner there in the third. I don't, I mean, Clayton Toon thinks he's the best player in the draft, so that's <laughs> He'll probably play some this year. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because Colt McCoy might not be ready week one either. We'll see. I actually don't know what he's dealing with, but that would just be funny. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hate their draft. I just don't think that it's gonna matter that much for this year yeah i think 
part of it is the the trade they made out of three, which I thought was a great a great trade that for, was, uh, for the yeah, Texans. They needed, so. they needed to do that. Yeah, they got they got a haul. They got um, well, I forget what all they got, but they got a first next year, and then was it two firsts this year? Is it two firsts? It might, I think it's a first this coming year as well as a second. Okay, yeah. So they got they got twelve, thirty three, and then a first and third next year. So almost a first this year. <laughs> yeah, as well. So pretty pretty big haul for that. And then along with that, um, they released DeAndre Hopkins fully and are taking the full cap hit for this <laughs> season. So. That trade and then cutting Hopkins and taking the whole cap hit. This is definitely a big, big tank here for them. And a lot of the, uh, the tough part for our the first run of the schedule we did through, like we haven't put that on the pod yet, but it's kind of going through the schedule, picking out win losses is the Cardinals were like, okay, when do they get Kyler back? And right. there's been a lot of speculation on it, but I think there is a chance he just doesn't play this year. I don't know how great of a chance that is because if it's halfway through the year, you know, it's say Kyler's say Kyler's ready week ten. Right, how and they're zero and ten. Yeah, how important <laughs> is it actually to play Kyler at that point? If they, you know, if they start, say if they start, you know, two and five, and he's ready week eight, that's a different story. But if they've got one or no losses and it's like week ten, then. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be... I mean, they're eyeing the number one pick next year, probably. And then, if they're keeping Kyler around, then that number one pick can become a big haul for Caleb Williams or whomever the quarterback of choice is. So, right. they're probably going to suck a lot this year. <laughs> um, I think the main thing for me now with Hopkins gone is we're going to see a lot of targets for um, Hollywood. Probably get them out of targets for... Um, who's their tight end they have? I forget his name. After Ertz. Ertz. Um, Who's oh, behind McBride? Ertz? McBride, yeah. I th- I think like yeah, I think we could see either Ertz like I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ertz gets traded given the way <laughs> their direction's going. So I also have some PPR intrigue in the running back situation just because whether it's Connor or Keontae, like someone's gonna probably catch the ball a lot. <laughs> the thing is, is this might be a fun team for fantasy. Um because they're going to be losing a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, so the problem with the Cardinals is that their defense blows. They have no defense. That's they, the only problem? They got rid of, yeah, they have no pass <laughs> rush. Their linebacking core is really mid, and they have a bad secondary. So they're going to be playing from behind all the time. So I think that there is a good fantasy intrigue in their skill position players because they're actually quite good. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to be playing from behind a lot and just kind of chucking it deep. And all of their guys are pretty good at that. Like, Kyler's good at that. Well, his deep ball actually was bad last year. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hollywood, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz, even Michael Wilson, like, and, of course, their running backs who are going to get the touchdowns. They might <laughs> still be pretty good for fantasy, but the team itself is probably not going to be outside of the top five in terms of draft picks. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a gross year, and I think I think they're kind of on board that it's rebuild year. Gannon's got that you know long long year plan, so yeah, gonna be kind of gross. I also don't know anything about their OC and DC. Petsing was somewhere. I want to say it was with Minnesota as a wide receivers coach, and then 
he was the quarterback's coach for Cleveland last year, hmm. which was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Watson was terrible, but maybe he helped him be less terrible. And then Rollis was with the Eagles. He was the linebackers coach for the Eagles. Oh, so he brought him over with him. Right. Which, again, not necessarily a strong group, but that might just be more personnel related than anything he could do. Right. <laughs> but So relative unknowns there. <laughs> yeah. But next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons, who they do have Scotty Miller and uh, a lot of other changes as well. But uh, on the offense, pretty minor. They traded out Mariota for Heineke. Uh, they oh. added Matt Collins. <laughs> And then um, the biggest change offensively is, of course, uh, Bijan in the draft. They also added Matthew Bergeron on the line and uh, Jonu Smith in a trade to do some, hopefully some blocking for, you know, Kyle Pitts' sake. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the overhauls outside of the draft were on defense, uh, trading for Jeff Akuda, adding Jesse Bates in free agency. Um, they had Caden Ellis, and then they got Obniata, Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree. Um, they lost as a Oliver, but they... A lot of good additions on defense. So, in what is a wide open division, in my opinion, they like they made some big strides, and they just need <laughs> they just need either Ritter to not suck or Heine to be like the uh, the top half of his play versus you know his occasional implosion. I I mean I have pretty high hopes for the Falcons. I don't I okay they're clearly not the same caliber as the best teams in the NFL, but. Their O-line is somewhat underrated, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was really good last year. Yeah, it does what it needs to do really well. Bijan is going to be fucking awesome in this offense <laughs> because Arthur Smith wants to run the ball 30 times a game. Uh, not always with Bijan, but, you know, that's just what he wants to do. <laughs> and they clearly were like, okay, the defense just need some pizzazz you know they need some mm -hmm. pass rushers we need some guys up front that can get after the quarterback and m make things a little bit easier they still have aj terrell who's awesome um getting jesse bates is great so i they took a really big step forward roster wise and they were on a roll last year at the beginning as well i love that they got Bijan. he should be one of the first people taken in fantasy mm -hmm. honestly Oh, yeah, he's definitely a first-round pick and probably a first half of the first round, honestly. Yeah. yeah. The, okay, uh, would you rather have Bijan or Jonathan Taylor? Bijan. Yeah, same. And it's no slight to Jonathan Taylor. It's just, uh, actually, you know, maybe I should think through this because my, my reasoning is like, oh, like, Anthony Richards is probably going to take a lot of touchdowns, but I'm like, I don't know how many touchdowns the Falcons get. But I... I don't know, we, we, we saw their running backs be productive last year, and the situation is, the situation for Bijan is, you know, he's stepping into that same role that we saw Algier be productive in, so I feel really good about that, whereas there's a lot of unknown with, with Jonathan Taylor and the changes there. I would say Atlanta has a stronger opportunity to be in the red zone more consistently Yeah, the, than the Colts. Yeah, and I mean, the usage is going to be huge, too. They're going to throw him a lot. So I, I expect him to kind of, like, consolidate the running back usage that was spread out more last year. Um, as far as their record goes, so they were they went 7-10 and 10 last year, which was a big surprise to, I think, a lot of people, including myself. Uh, I think you, you were definitely higher on them than the consensus, but they, def they, they beat their Vegas odds by a lot. 
I don't I like know. Arthur Smith. I think he's one of the most creative uh, run game like yeah. creators in the league. Which makes sense when you design an offense around Derrick Henry. You get a lot of practice <laughs> coming up with run plays. <laughs> How can we get this dude the ball? <laughs> yeah. The the main thing with the record is like I don't know how much better the record is than last year. Like they're gonna be a better team, but I don't know if it turns into like ten wins or anything. Like I, I, I think you know seven. Like if they get seven wins again, like it's gonna look like oh they didn't move forward at all. But like I think they could it, it would be like a more convincing seven wins. I don't know how to put if that makes sense, but I think seven is their floor. I'm probably gonna end up picking them around nine or ten wins yeah i, I was just gonna I, let me see what i put them at because nine nine seems pretty reasonable I'll, I'll pull up my schedule for them but fantasy wise with this team it's pretty much like a three-man show of Bijan, london and pitts and i think Ritter's gonna make it at least ritter or heine will at least be a little better than mariota <laughs> so <laughs> like it can't be any worse for pitts really and he got hurt so it was, it was just it was just a big bummer for him I didn't finish the NFC South when I was doing it, but I did have them at 10 and 7. All right, let's see. I put them at... Um, oh, I gave, I gave them 7 again. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are some that I think could go either way. Um, let's see. Like There was one like at Chicago in Week 17. That could end up being a win easily. Um, oh, there's one, there's one I didn't give them that I'll probably switch. Uh, in Week 10, they play Arizona. And I had initially said Kyler would be back then, but I'm not as sure now, so I'll probably switch them to that. So that puts them at nine, and that's yeah, they can't stop the run at all. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it when when I switch that, that puts them at eight. If they get in Chicago, that puts them at nine. So I I, I think nine's probably a good number. To get to ten, they'd have to pull off. I, I guess the next best one would be either two two wins against a division opponent, or pulling off a game against like Tennessee, or maybe catching Minnesota off guard, but. I think that's probably why I have more wins is because I have them just owning the division. Okay. So I... But I also expect Tampa to be terrible. Yeah. I, th- I think if you give them, like, Tampa, and then if I flip them... To, uh, when I flip that Arizona, that's 8. And then if you give them Chicago, it's 10. So 10 is pretty reasonable. I think the 7 to 10 range makes sense. I don't I don't think they're going to get to 11, but the division's really easy. So, like, they, they could. They've got an easy schedule, to be completely honest. So... Yeah, it's it's definitely not too bad. I mean, they play they play a lot of teams that are sort of on the up. So like they play Detroit and Jacksonville and Houston, um, which are all teams that people are projecting to be better next year. We don't 100% know, but yeah, I mean, I think that they they can do it. I think they can win this division. Yeah, that said, I think. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Tampa Bay a shot, but I think any of the <laughs> other three teams have a pretty realistic shot at winning it. And that brings us next to Carolina, who of course drafted Bryce Young overall. Now they have Frank Reich as their head coach. Uh, in the offseason they added Thielen, Sanders, Hurst, and Chark on the offense to actually, you know, give them some competency. Um, they did unfortunately lose DJ Moore uh, to get that Bryce Young pick. They uh, don't have Dante Foreman anymore. No more Darnold. Bummer. Uh, they did add Von Bell. Um, and they lost Corey Littleton. And then along with Bryce Young in the draft, they added Jonathan Mingo. Um, they got a guard later on. And they added um, an outside linebacker, DJ Dotson, And then safety, Sammy Robinson. So, sorry, Jamie Robinson. I read that Jamie. weird. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> name. Um, I 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina won the division either because we'll get to the Saints. There's a lack of belief in them. A belief in them, I think we both share. And the Panthers were like to end the year last year after they got rid of uh, what's his fuck. They they were pretty solid, I'll say. Oh, when they got rid of Matt Rule. Yeah. God. <clears throat> okay, so I agree with you. I think the Panthers are the other team that can win the division. Um, I think that their defense really started to come together. They have a very good young defense. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we get all 17 games out of J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson's healthy, like that's a really good corner duo. Uh, Derek Brown is really good up the middle there to get a little interior pressure on the quarterback. Their linebacking core is pretty solid. So they have a solid defense. Mm-hmm. Their offense is, in my opinion probably just going to take a little while to come together because they have a they just have so many new pieces yeah and basically their whole offense is new players yeah bryce they got young, a new coach it's all gonna yeah. be new. yeah <laughs> bryce young miles sanders adam thielen dj shark hayden hurst like they're into all of their skill position players are new um and i i do think that bryce young is really good it's just going to take a little bit for that to kick off so my guess is they probably start the year off a little slow and then kind of build up to getting around that 500 mark by the end of the year. And their defense is going to keep them in games. So that'll allow them to do that. Yeah, I I also gave them seven on a, on a first run through. Um, again, there are some games that I think you could switch around. The, the reason, so kind of comparing them to Atlanta, because I think they're kind of similar boats as far as like, I think, I think the Saints are being viewed as the favorite. And then, like, Atlanta and Carolina are, like, scrappy contenders against them for the division. Carolina doesn't have the, um, outside of quarterback, like, the top-end talent on offense that Atlanta has. Because, you know, they've got that aforementioned trio of Pitts, Bijan, London. Carolina doesn't have that. <laughs> they've got, you know, Sanders and Thielen and Shark and some, some guys there. But the advantage they have is a real quarterback. So, <laughs> I think that... Um, that, that'll bounce it out a fair amount, I think, because I, I know we both love Bryce Young. The, the big thing I agree on is it's going to take a little bit. I, I think they've got a better defense, too, than Atlanta, at least as far as, like, um, across the board. Because Atlanta has, like, some, like, really good players. Like, Atlanta's secondary is super good, but they're going to be a run funnel again. <laughs> so, it's, uh, at least that's, that's my initial take on, on Atlanta. Um, I think they'll be better against the run this year. Because they, they added, uh, what's his name, Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree. Yeah, then... I I think it might be sort of a product of the secondary strength, though. That's right. sort of where I'm going to. But anyway, <laughs> with Carolina, though, uh, they've got like a pretty solid like all-around defense. So I'm, I'm really curious how that comes together on if we get that second half of last year or if it's a bit of hit and miss. So the main thing I've got fantasy take wise is that miles sanders should get a buttload of touches he probably will right yeah like i i think he'll hit a career high in receptions this year i would like to see it it's kind of his opportunity to show like hey the eagles were kind of had me on a leash the past couple years but now i get to run wild Mm -hmm. see his his reception high is so 50 with 63 targets, yeah. If we do 63 divided by 17, that's 3.7 a game. I think I think he can 
beat that. Even if you get, I, I think they'll probably get four targets a game. There'll definitely be some spike games. Because, like, just given the options they have at receiver, I feel like they're going to use them a lot. Then it could be a nice outlet for Bryce, too. I'm also really curious about Mingo. Yeah. I don't know how good he'll be this year, but I think that basically he's going to replace DJ Chark next year. Like, I, I'm, ex- I'm expecting it to be on the outside, Chark and Mingo, then Thielen in the slot. Right. But I, I guess it kind of depends on where Terrace Marshall falls in there, too. Like, and Lavishka and everybody. Yeah, Terrace Marshall, we just haven't seen him put it together yet. But we both liked him pre-draft. Yeah. Their if, offense was so bad last year, though. I yeah, mean, <laughs> a little hard to tell with the start he's had. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of that out, maybe. But, the but yeah, I, th- I think Miles Sanders is probably the most talented weapon they've got on offense. So my main kind of takeaway is he'll probably be the focal point. Yeah. Thielen's going to be really good for him too. Just like a veteran wide receiver that can run a route perfectly. Yeah. I'm, I'm really unsure. I need to go watch a little bit of Thielen last year to see like if he did actually lose a step. Cause the number is like the decline in the numbers kind of indicate that, but I need to go check that out visually more. Next up, we've got Chicago, uh, at the aforementioned DJ Moore recipients. They have a, they got a lot, lot of additions. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of new that they desperately needed. Um, <laughs> so um, I do want to mention they, of course, got Claypool last year with that pick that would have let off the second round. Um, in free agency, they added Nate Davis at guard. They, uh, they got Bubby Tutty, uh, Dante Foreman. Uh, they lost Montgomery and Reef. On defense, they added Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Andrew Billings, and Demarcus Walker. And then in the draft, the the main addition for me is Darnell Wright. Again, they desperately needed no line help. They added a slew of guys on defense. Um, anyone, I guess, in particular on either side of the ball from from their draft stick out to you? Um, let's see. From their draft specifically. So, okay, so... Getting Darnell Wright and Nate Davis means the right side of their line is now very good. And the left <laughs> side of their line is not, but that's okay. Like, they have half of a good offensive line that's now. And all that's right. already so much better than whatever Fields had to deal with before. Because mm-hmm. um, I think Cody Whitehair is actually good at center. He was just, he had to play guard for them and is just so bad at that. So, like, getting him back at center is good. Um I love Roshan Johnson. I like even before the draft when we were going through that, his pass pro is awesome. And I know that Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert are probably more dynamic with the ball, but being able to just put Roshan back there to basically be an extra offensive lineman that's like just floating to kind of help Fields out is going to be so useful. I think that's going to be his biggest value probably because okay this running back class overall after Bijan and then after Gibbs was pretty lackluster as a whole um Roshan I thought as like you know as a weapon was fine like nothing special per se like I think right with the ball clear I think I'd rather have Khalil Herbert but as you mentioned the pass pro and that's where Roshan yeah like is yeah is really good so I, didn't good. we say he's basically late stage Zeke yeah, that's, which is <laughs> yeah, that was your comment, <laughs> which makes sense. So, which Zeke. is like, yeah, he's not gonna 
torch the defense with some crazy ability, but if you put him next to the quarterback, he is going to bulldoze somebody and it by the quarterback an extra few seconds. Yeah, bulldoze whether it be you know in pass pro or you know with the ball up the middle. Um, just yeah. you know, I, I probably don't want to put him at center either. That didn't go well for Z. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, T- Tyler Scott uh, getting added on offense. The I think the kind of consensus with him, which I, I think makes sense, is after this year there's a lot of open open-endedness in the contracts of the receivers they've got so he could be more of like a longer term addition or if some if someone gets hurt he'll probably be the next guy up but i i think chicago has a really big range of outcomes where we see that you know the high end is feels take the next step the the offensive line is what was really holding this team back and they make a jump he's got all his weapons healthy they can actually put stuff together their defense was absolute dog water last year. Maybe some of these corners <laughs> they drafted help. Their, their secondary last year was Abysmal. so bad. <laughs> Every week you just tie their secondary in DFS and it worked. So Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson is a good scheme fit for them. Um, that was one guy I did really like in certain situations. So that that's good. What I love that they did is so Eberflus was with the Colts. And when the Colts had him... The whole name of their defense was their linebacking core. And so the second year as head coach, he goes and gets TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds and is just like, all right, we are going to stop the run. Yep. <laughs> um, so I do think they're still going to be a bit of a pass funnel, but they are going to really try and get the run game going, like defensively stop that shit, mm-hmm. which is really useful because, you know, they play the Lions twice, they play Minnesota twice, they play the Packers twice. All of those teams have a pretty devoted run game. Yeah, there there were a lot of teams whose drafts were very like, oh, this is for their division, okay. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense, because you know, that matters. If if two if two of your division mates have a certain style, like that's you know, that's four games you're you're drafting for. I think that's pretty reasonable. So And that's every year, so Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like the direction they're going. I, I think I, I think we both believe in Fields. Um, yeah, he, he catches some slack for his passing, but I don't necessarily think he's gonna like. I just stay I always inefficient. go back to that. Like, there's one stat with Fields, and it's just whenever he actually had a decent pocket, he was on the money. Yeah, and his <laughs> whole line part. has been dog shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. <laughs> um, but next up, we've got Dallas. Not a whole lot of change here personnel-wise. The main thing was, I think, at OC, switching out Kellamore for Schottenheimer. Offense, the uh, only changes were adding Brandon Cooks and bringing in Rojo and Frey to see. Then the main thing in the draft is they got uh, Schoon. Was it, is it Schoonmaker? I think so. Okay, and then later they got Deuce Vaughn. Um, they lost Dalton Schultz, which was, one, I think, one of the, actually probably the biggest impact that's going to that's gonna have on the team. And then... Losing uh, Noah Brown and Connor McGovern, and for now Zeke, uh, assuming he doesn't come back, um, they they all they also have a Mozzie um, defensive yeah. tackle, Mozzie Smith, Mozzie Smith from the draft, and a couple other defensive picks as well. Um, the Cowboys are kind of an interesting one. I think there's a lot of like varying opinions on how how this team will shake out. So where are you on the Cowboys right now? I just don't think they're going to be much different than last year. I do think that the Kellen Moore departure and the Schottenheimer addition 
we'll change the offense up a good amount. Um, but I expect them to get about 10 or so wins and be a solid team and not go a whole lot further than that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel bad saying that, but their offensive line is solid, but injury prone. Their depth is bad at O-line. So that's not good. Um, their skill position players are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really good. <laughs> yeah. And they have a really good pass rush between Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence. I like Jabril Cox a lot. They're at a linebacker. So, like, I like their linebackers. I like their front seven. I think their secondary's fine. I do think Stefan Gilmore is washed. Um, mm-hmm. Not, like, in a super mean way. But I do think that he should probably transition to safety now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which would be fine because the Cowboys kind of need a safety. So like that would work, uh-huh. but then they wouldn't really have anyone at the other corner position, which would be the same as last year. Kind of, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the Cowboys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little unsure what the offensive changes are going to be, but I, I do expect a pretty good Pollard here. I think that's kind of the consensus there. The only thing that would hold him back would be, depending on how his ankle recovery goes, because he got hurt pretty drastically, like, in the playoffs last year. Um, So that's, you know, a late start on his surgery and recovery. I think right now is the expectation is he's ready for training camp, but, like, you know, if not, he could be kind of pushing, like, getting back a little before the season, and that's never never ideal to, you know, a significant injury coming back right away kind of thing. Um, So it could be a slower start for him, but they've got... A lot of receiver talent with Gallup, Lamb, and Cooks. And speaking of that, like, year removed from major injury, Michael Gallup fits that bucket. Um, yeah. He I, he didn't look quite right last year, I don't think. And so if he's actually healthy this year, that's a pretty good trio. But I, I'm kind of with you on the O-line being the main thing. Like, that needs to stay healthy. Because if the O-line stays healthy and Dak stays healthy – then, you know, this was a total five team last year. I think that's pretty reasonable again. Right. So, it's just that O-line's got to stay healthy. Right now, I think I only gave them 10. Um, their schedule's kind of tough, so. Yeah, it's because uh, they play, oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, they play the AFC East, which is not a fun division to play. No, yeah, like, <laughs> so, like, because they got to play Buffalo and Miami on the road. Yeah. So, like, I had to give them those. I've got the division split. This is a division I always split. Um, and then they have to play San Fran on the road, Chargers on the road. Like, that's those are some tough road games. So, like, if they they might be able to pull out one or two of those, especially with San Fran, depending on their quarterback situation. But it's a hard schedule. So That is a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the I NFC. Just, I don't so. feel like they did a whole lot. No. They're in sort of the same position as last year, which is a good team that just needs... I don't know what they need to get over the hump. They, Maybe, I mean, it, maybe it's Cooks. They they were, like... I, I think, like, at the end of last year, we had... I think they were in our clear top six. Like, the, our yeah. top six was in the AFC, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. In the AFC, it was San Fran, Philly, Dallas. Like, those were pretty much the six actual contenders. So, I don't... I, like, they didn't really change much, but again, like they just, they just need health, which they didn't necessarily have last year. So yeah, yeah, maybe I'm underrating them. Maybe it's the Cowboys and we're properly up, <laughs> properly rating them. <laughs> it's always something with them. But next up, we've got Detroit. 
who uh, made a lot of changes. Um, a lot, okay, just, there's a lot of additions I'm just going to go through. They, uh, My favorite one, not like from an on-field, but just that makes my heart happy, is they brought Marvin Jones back. He, he just needs to be a lion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> They also added Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs in the backfield. They got uh, Glasgow up front, added Laporta, added uh, Hooker as kind of like the long-term successor to Goff. They did lose Jamal Williams and DJ Tart um, on defense. Added Cam Sutton, CJ, DJ, which I think is a pretty huge one for them. Um, yeah. They got Emmanuel Mosley. They did lose Hughes and Okuda, which is the latter, which doesn't really play much at the end of the year. Um, they added Jack Campbell and Brian Branch in the draft, which you know, they should both be pretty significant contributors right away. And then got Broderick Barton at a, at a defensive tackle, so some some notable additions I think for for Detroit here. Yeah, they definitely invested in the defense. They got two. They signed two corners in free agency, mm-hmm. plus C.J. Gardner Johnson, and they drafted Brian Branch. So they were like the whole secondary needs help, and it did. Um, man, yeah, they're they're getting a lot of hype right now, and. It probably feels weird for Lions fans to, to see that, <laughs> um, but that's good for them, and I'm happy. I uh, I don't know. I can they win the division? Sure. I don't see why not. I mean, it is a wide open division. I think all four teams you could wide make a case for. Wide open spaces. You know, I agree. This is pretty. It's a pretty um, wide open division for them. Like, so, if Fields is really good, are the Bears gonna go in? Like, if Jordan Love is really good, the Packers shouldn't take much of a step back yeah like yeah any anyone can win this division because like they're they all have scenarios where they hit a ceiling and win or like the the floor falls out and they suck like yeah, yeah like i mean with the lions like if if Goff gets hurt or he turns into a pumpkin fully like what happens there like right the thing with the lions at least is their o-line is great it's one of the best mm-hmm. they have good depth as well and they're going to run the ball a lot and probably pretty effectively. I really liked the Jameer Gibbs ad. Um, their draft was weird because it just felt like they it like if you switch their first and second round, you probably would end up with like what most people evaluated the positions like where they would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but they ended up with the players that they wanted and some pretty good ones, I think, as well. Um, Laporta. I have to say, I don't love Laporta for fantasy. I just don't think that he's going to be consistent enough. They don't use the tight end a lot in their offense. Like, if they didn't use Hawkinson, then, like... Right. It's like, that's why they didn't keep Hawkinson, is because he was just not really the right fit. They want someone who can block more. Yeah, and we we both like him a decent amount. We both had him number four after that, that top three. So and I, like he like Dennis Piddle was my comp for him. So I think he, I think he's pretty solid. Will fit well for them. But I'm I'm yeah. lucky on the fantasy wise. I think he's a great fit. I just don't think that the vision of his position will be one that is super fantasy relevant. Unfortunately, it might be good for just like a spot starter one week where you know the team is really bad against tight ends and I don't know really good against the run or something like that. Do they do they play Denver this year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they do. They do actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sam week Laporta, fifteen. Week fifteen. There you go. Blow up. Yeah. Because don't they have Vance Joseph back there? So I thought they did. I'll double check that. Um. So 
Detroit's a tough one for me on, on their draft because, like you said, if you switch around how the stuff landed, it looks better. But the problem is that's that's not what happened. And so, <laughs> like, all right. D- digging into how it went. So I, I was I was tracking through. So it was, was the first, that extra first round they had from the Rams, was that from the Stafford trade? Um, I, I thought think it was. so. So that when they traded back and they turned that into Gibbs and Laporta, um, which I thought was a little weird because they let Hawk and Swift go and then used the first from Stafford to just replace them. Right. And so I would have rather them kept those guys and added more to get a more complete roster instead of like cycling through getting younger, like updating, refreshing the position, whatever, just because like, I don't, Okay, like Gibbs is Gibbs is probably going to be like a better fit than Swift is for the for this team, but like I mean Laporta's not better than Hawkinson, so no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was a little confused by that. I I strategy. totally understand what you're saying, and remember they were they were at pick five, and they moved back to twelve. Yeah, so they realistically could have just. Like, they could have kept Hawkinson and just taken Bijan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I would rather have. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't like how they allotted their picks to the positions. That, that was my main gripe. Like, I didn't have an issue with the Campbell pick or the Branch pick. Like, especially with Campbell, because, like, we talked about playing for your division. You play Minnesota, who has Cook and Madison. You play the Packers, who have Jones and Dylan. You play um, Chicago, who has Fields, like, and runs a lot. So, like, Jack Campbell's going to get a shitload of tackles, like... Like he might oh, be yeah. like top five tackle leader. There's like all red right away. So I was okay with that. Pick. Like I didn't have an issue with that, but same. And I, I kind of thought he was a first round player anyway. So yeah, the you know, second half of the first round, it was like, just take the guys that you like, because there's uh, the, the value between the second half of the first round and like the second half of the second round is pretty much the same. Yeah. My, my main gripe was with the Gibbs pick, I think just cause I think they could have filled more necessary holes, and I think a lot of the value from the run game isn't necessarily running back derived for them. It's from their amazing O-line in the scheme. So I, I feel like they could have gotten a lot out of Montgomery, and um, who else do they have there right now? Like, and just kept Swift and just kept that duo instead. And then, like I said, like, I, I, I have some gripes with how they approached it, but they do have a clear plan, so I'm not going to totally hate it. And, like, they're, they are improved from the end of last year. So, like, they're still arrowing up. I just think they could have been more improved. It was, it was like, it w- just wasn't maximized. Yeah. It's, it could have been, it was fine, and they're getting better, and we love Dan Campbell and all that. They just could have done it a little bit better. Like, mm. Sam Laporta, personally, I don't think they needed to take him, especially at 2-3. No. That's yeah. actually one of my gripes, is... I think there were better blockers in the class, and there were some that got taken later. Like, should I know Darnell Washington? Was, yeah, like <laughs> that would have been a fun fit. <laughs> was having some medical red flags, but apparently it was just swelling on his knee. And if you want a blocking tight end and he's falling, then you could have taken Brian Branch there and just waited and t- taken Darnell Washington, like, and gotten exactly what you're looking yeah. for out of a tight end. Because Laporte is also good at catching, and I kind of feel like they should have leaned a little heavier on the blocking aspect. Yeah, know. yeah, I'm I'm a little confused with some of their 
choices, but... At the end of the day, they have guys they like that are different than people everyone else likes, and uh, it seems like they got the guys they liked, so, you know, all yeah. credit to that, but, you know. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> Next up, we move through the division to Green Bay, who mostly hinges on if Jordan Love is good. That's kind of the main <laughs> question that revolves around this offense, but um, they'll still, I think they'll still rely on the running game a lot regardless. Um, they've still got Jones and Dylan. They had a lot of draft picks. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the big thing with them. Yeah, they so did. they got two tight ends with Musgrave and Kraft. They added Jaden Reed, who sounds like the early latest will be playing the slot, which I think we kind of expected. They added uh, Lucas Fan next on uh, on defense. He was kind of their main pick there, and they got some extra depth with Wooden, Carl Brooks, Anthony Johnson Jr. Um, defense. Uh, they uh, added Tarverius Moore pre agency. Obviously, they lost Grant Rogers. That was kind of the main thing. Um, Lazard along with him, and then Bubby Tunney, and then on defense they lost. Dean Lowry, Chris Barnes, uh, Jaron Reed, and Adrian Amos. So this team retooled a lot with their additions and stuff, but I don't think a ton necessarily like changed. Like aside from obviously Rogers to love, I don't think a ton like changed for them philosophy wise. So I gotta be honest, I didn't really like their draft. I, they had a lot of yeah. picks, but they did have a lot. Yeah, I kind of felt like they just wasted a lot of them. I don't think they needed to take Lucas Van Ness at 15. That was one of my things. Especially with their defense, they already have Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary, Devontae Wyatt. Like, Lucas Van Ness isn't even a starter. Um, and that's your number fi- your 13, sorry. Thir- number 13 overall pick. So that was kind of confusing. I think they're secondary is already good so that's fine but they could have gotten some safeties but the biggest thing for me is they didn't do anything for the o-line and mm-hmm. i love bakhtiari but that guy's been i don't know played a full season like i don't know <laughs> once in the past five years yeah no, line, line depth has been like the main issue for them the past and, two years yeah line depth has been a really big issue for them and you're marching out jordan love and saying okay just hopefully none of your offensive linemen get hurt. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, it's not even like a great O-line anymore because of, they've lost a lot of their guys. They lost uh, Billy Turner and uh, Corey Lindsley at center, which they replaced with Josh Myers, who did really well. But they've got some holes there on the O-line, and they did not take a single offensive lineman with their, like, 10 draft picks. Yeah, so right now their projected offensive line is Bakhtiari, uh Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and some guy named Zach Tom at right tackle. So right right tackle is kind of the big question mark for them. Yep. Depending on who fills in there. So yeah. Little, uh, and Elton Jenkins was famously the backup who would play any position on the line if someone yeah. got hurt. So he's in the starting role now, and there's not really a backup for any of them. So yeah, again, like another team that needs their line to stay healthy and. It's not really worked out for them, and especially Bakhtiari. So I think that's like, I have no clue what we're going to see from Love. I know pre-draft, I <laughs> yeah, pre-draft we hated him. Um, <laughs> there's a chance he got a lot better. There's a chance he didn't. Um, I think they're going to try to keep him from having to pass a ton because like they, they can be efficient. And they can have Reed and the tight ends for dump-offs. They've got Romeo Dobbs who apparently they've got a good connection. They've got Christian Watson for deep shots, who we saw that a couple of times last year with love in there. 
So I think it's going to be a not necessarily Falcons game plan, but not terribly far off from like very run heavy because they've got two really good running backs and a solid line when healthy. So I, I kind of think it's going to lean towards that aspect. But I'm a little unsure on just Green Bay as a, as a unit. I've got I, I I initially only put them at six and eleven. Um, I think that's probably on the low end for sure. Odd what I people think most are putting Packers them at. But. Fans are expecting around that. They're not yeah. expecting a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I uh, I'm probably gonna switch at least one. Um, before before I knew about Jimmy G's foot, I had them losing in Vegas. I'll probably give that to them, which would put them at seven. But that's still only seven wins. So, yeah, <laughs> it's about where I, I see them. I think. But before we move on, I do want to mention. I forgot to say this for Dallas. Apparently, uh, Scoot Maker's uh, in a walking boot right now with dealing with uh, plantar fasciitis, which Ooh. isn't necessarily like a de- like he could be totally fine for the season, but that's like a probably just, just you hurts. know yeah hurts and then sort of some overuse and adaptation to the NFL schedule. I think and you know yeah, he could be totally fine, but it's worth noting like he's a rookie that's not getting some important time right away. So yeah. that's something I guess to monitor going through the season and see, you know, if, if that's something that lingers through the off season, but Rip. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure who's going to start right away between him and Ferguson and who's going to get work early. So if he has to miss more time this off season, we might see Ferguson earlier on, but yeah. But next up we do have the Rams, um, who <laughs> I almost want to put Stafford in this, in this green box here because he's going to be, Healthy to start the year, uh, coming back, so they won't have Ooh. to play like Perkins and Wolf- Wolford and Baker. Um, <laughs> not much in free agency. Um, they don't have Hunter Long, a depth tight end, and then they'll be switching kickers. No, no more Matt Gay. Um, they're going the route of Florida. They don't want that Gay in there. Um, <laughs> they also uh, lost a Rob and Jalen Ramsey. Um, and a, de- a, lot, a lot of defensive losses with Ramsey. And then Nick Scott, Leonard Floyd, David Long, Bobby Widener, and Taylor Rapp. So bi- big ouchies on the on the defense for them. That their defense <laughs> yeah. is going to struggle a lot this year, I think. Um, they did add some guys in the draft. Uh, Byron Young, Kobe Turner, um, and then Hampton, and Trevius. Trevius? I don't know. Um, it's it's Trey, Trevius and then apostrophe. Tomlinson. Okay. Yeah. Travis Hodges Tomlinson. You put that one in, I'm like, yeah, that's instead of yeah, it's an interesting uh, name there. And then in the draft, they did add some O line, which they needed with uh, McClendon and Avila. Um, obviously, they got Stetson Bennett, of course, um, <laughs> everyone's favorite uh, frat bro who hasn't graduated yet. Um, <laughs> then then tight end, they got Davis Allen, and then uh, Zach Evans at running back, who some people love. We weren't as into. Yeah, um, we weren't super high on him. He has a good running back name, though. <laughs> that is a really running back name, I agree. <laughs> so, this team is going to be the Cooper Cup show again for as long as Cup and Stafford are healthy. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the <laughs> the main takeaway for me on the Rams. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I have the exact same worry for them as I do with Green Bay and that their starting O-line is fairly good, yeah. <laughs> but they are one injury away from an absolute liability. They have zero depth at O-line. Yeah, I, th- I think I put the same thing in notes, so <laughs> we're, we're all on the same page. <laughs> it's Yeah, yeah, like Brian Allen, center, great. Havenstein and Nopum, great, but 
it's literally nobody. They lose one person on the O line and they're they're in the dumps bill again. Yeah. Like while their line's healthy, like this could be a pretty solid team. But yeah. when they're not, it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> also, like after Cup, they've got nobody. That's that too. It's their Van Jefferson and Benny yeah. Crystals and Puka Nakao. Great name. I don't know if it's Nakua or Nakao. Oh, I think it's, it's Nakua, darn. It's they use before the A. So it's Puka Nakua, which also a good name, but I liked Nakao better. Yeah. Um, Puka Nakao. Yeah, that would have been great. I'm probably just going to call him that anyway. Um, they also added a uh, long-time fantasy darling Tyler Johnson recently at free agency. So, you know, yep, 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 yep. Um, also, I, I, uh, I didn't put all of them on here, but we are seeing some XFL guys uh, get some signings. So that, that'll be one where I'll probably, like, mention it throughout the season as I see stuff come up. But because I, I was paying a little bit of attention to XFL, especially the first half of it, because um, I saw, like, Marcel Aitman signed, signed somewhere, but I don't remember where it was. But he was balling out in the uh, in the XFL. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but, yeah, there are definitely a few guys that were balling out there that got added, which um, that's how uh, the, I think it was USFL, Cavante Turpin, how, he, he's, he's a returner for the Cowboys. That's how they found him. Um, oh. I don't think the Rams got anybody, but I, I know I know the Broncos got I think two guys. Um, I'll have to double check on who that was. But anyway, yeah, Rams. If their O line stays healthy, they'll be fine. If not, they're gonna majorly suck. Yeah. So and that's just offensively. Defensively. Oh yeah, they're gonna they be kind really of bad. Low. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Cooper Cup is gonna ball out. Like <laughs> they're gonna have to pass a lot. It's just him. So yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, it's it's the Cooper I, Cup show. I would like to see Acres return to form. He looked really bad. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking killings. I'm hoping it's just uh like, uh, he needs another year after the injury type thing. I hope so. So, I mean, he'll probably get a lot of chances. <laughs> God, like I look at their secondary and I, I don't know any of them. Their corners, their safeties. I don't know any of them. This guy's name is Russ Yeast. <laughs> Yeast? I thought he said it. <laughs> yeah, it is really rough. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a fun defense to target. Like, they've got Donald Brown. Or, sorry. Aaron, I said Donald Brown. Wow. My, my, I was reading their depth chart and saw Aaron Donald and Bobby Brown in my brain. Right. That's a r- former Colts running back Donald Brown. Um, They've got Aaron Donald. And that is like that is it. That is it. They've got Jordan Fuller at safety, and then like, but they've got nobody on defense. It's gonna be brutal. Oh yeah. Eesh. I think that's a takeaway I didn't realize until we just did this is how bad the Rams D is gonna be. Yeah. So that'll be a fun target. Uh, but next <laughs> up, we've got Minnesota, who they uh, added Jordan Addison in the draft, and that was kind of the one of the big main offseason moves. Um, he's gonna be replacing Thielen. Um, they also lost Irv Smith to the Bengals uh, in free agency. They added uh, Josh Oliver. And then on defense, they lost Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport, Dean Lowry. Um, or so that they gained those three, my bad. Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport, Dean Lowry. Then they lost Dalvin Tomlinson, Pat Pete, Eric Kendricks, and Duke Shelley. Um, in the draft on defense, they added uh, Makai Blackman, Jay Ward, and uh, it reads like Jacqueline Roy, but it might be Kalen Roy. Either way. Jay Roy at defensive tackle, and then um, they also added uh, Dwayne McBride, the human vector at uh, running back. <laughs> who I, I we don't have Dalvin Cook on here yet as a loss or stay, but it's a pretty big 
TBD on him. It's we're recording this on June first, so we may get some news, you know, tomorrow or something on right. him. In the next few days. Yeah, but as of now, he's still on the team, so they may just end up straight cutting him, which would put Madison in the in the front seat there with McBride and Ty Chandler kind of fighting for backup. Um, or Cook may stay, and it might just be him and Madison. So, yeah. um, where they're are you going... on the, this team? Yeah. So, my official opinion is that they're going through more of what I would call a retooling. They're, it's not a full rebuild. They made the playoffs last year, but I think the front office was aware that it was sort of fool's gold. Mm-hmm. That they had pieces, but they weren't really legit. So they've let go a lot of the older, expensive players and have retooled with a lot of younger um, guys to fill those positions. My thing with the Vikings is that I think they're going to start the year off pretty poorly, but I do think by the end of the year they're going to get a lot better. So I do think they have the potential to be a playoff team. It's just not going to look like it through the first like eight weeks or so. That's fair. Um, yeah, I uh, I've got them at like eight or nine wins right now. Um, yeah, but that could easily you know flip depending on how quickly they put it together because I, I do have them starting a little rough. Yeah, and like their O line is still solid. Um, they have Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson, and mm-hmm. at the moment they still have Cook and Cousins. So like their offense is still going to be solid. They added yeah, Jordan oh for Madison. sure. Their defense is, like I said, it's just very young and unproven. But I think they'll get there by the end of the year. Yeah, I know you're texting me that. Yeah, Yeah, like you you were telling me that their defense is younger and might start worse, but will be better by the end of the year is what your thought was. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, their defense sucked at the end of last year. So, like, I mean. Oh, yeah, Pat Pete was real bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, getting rid of some of the older expensive guys, I don't think it's necessarily a huge loss for them. Mm -hmm. You're just not going to replace it with guys that are immediately going to be good because they need to learn. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they are, there's a lot of team. Okay. Old linemen are hard to find, but the, the Vikings, I think are another team who don't have really much O line depth either. Yeah. They, they don't, unfortunately. So, again, good starters, but it's real rough after that. Like, and even <laughs> like the right side, like the right side of the line is a little tough, but their left side is super solid with Derisock, Cleveland, and then Bradbury in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of runs to the left. Right now, I'm looking at the, like, the receiving depth chart. It's Jefferson, Osborne, Addison. So I think it's going to be probably Jefferson, Osborne, outside, Addison, slot is my guess. They might put Addison outside some and mix him and Osborne around. But I think we're going to see... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a lot of two tight end sets as well. Um, just because, like... Neither of those guys are proven per se. But I, I could be totally wrong. We just get a lot like constant 11 personnel. Um... I've seen a lot of uh, there's a, there's a lot of Jordan Addison hype makes sense rookie early pick but I think you and I were both a little uh, lukewarm on him in the sense of like I wasn't our gripe he's that he's just like too small he's just weak. really small because he he's weak yeah is what I put I think was it him yeah. or one of the other many small guys I think it was him that I said it was just kind of weak yeah he's like 170 pounds he needs um, to beef up yeah, yeah, yeah. My main gripe is he needs to hit the weight room. So if, if he gets that NFL size and strength on him, maybe he'll be fine. But I, th- I think he might take it to just as well, you know, speaking of young guys replacing veterans. So I do still like, I love TJ Hawkinson still. 
Like I don't I don't think Jordan Addison coming in is gonna be like a fucking thorn in Hawkinson's side. I think it's he and Jed J Jack like running the show. So I'm still I'm still super high on him. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. So Minnesota, we'll see we'll see how their um, retooling uh, turns out for them. Moving on to New Orleans, the team who okay. New Orleans, if they had a real head coach, they would easily be my favorite. I would pick them right away. I'd be like, yeah. Like, I even said in our, in our group, me, like, they are contenders, like, out of this division with a real head coach. But Dennis Allen is a fucking dolt. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he got this job. He must, it must be, like, blackmail. I don't know. Because he was a terrible head coach of the Raiders. He was a fucking idiot last year. And so, like... <laughs> As a fan of the Falcons, I'm glad they still have it because he's going to hold them back. Because, like, this team is really good, but yeah. they're just horribly coached. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I pretty much have the same take. I Like, their roster's fine. They have a good O-line. They've got Olave and Michael Thomas, Kamara still. Then they also add Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. So, like, they're going to be really good at punching it in the end zone. Like, then their defense is still solid. It's lost some guys, but they still have Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Maids, Mario Davis, uh, Cameron Jordan. I th- their head coach just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much it. Yeah. So going going through their changes, um, they offense... did bring in Gruden. Did you see that? Wait, did they? Which Gruden? The J- Gruden. J I assume or John? John is he is he allowed back in the league? Apparently. They brought him in to be sort of like an offensive consultant with for Carr. Oh, oh, I, huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Huh. Hey, you know what? If Dennis Allen is self-aware enough to know I can't do this, someone help me, then I'll give him props for that. We said that about Hackett, though, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> But anyway, as far as far as changes to the roster, obviously the big ones bring in Derek Carr, um, who I, I think is going to be solid in this role. Andy Dalton was solid last year, but I think yeah. we're getting we're getting a different type of quarterback, and I, th- I think an upgrade uh, with Carr, um, at least in the stages of, of their career. Um, also added Jamal Williams and apparently Foster Moreau, who sounds like he's like going to be good to go, which is great news. Um, and wild, yeah. Apparently it was like they f- they found it really early and it was a pretty like not severe case which I mean I, you know as far as that can go in that regard but glad he's doing better for sure. Um, as far as losses on offense they lost Troutman, um, Andy Dalton, Callaway, and Hardy. So some some receiver depth there and uh, pass catching depth. In the draft they added Kendra Miller. Um, they added a tackle uh, Saldaveri. They got Jake Hayner to play uh, backup third string, and then A.T. Perry at receiver for some depth there, um, which, you know, given their, their depth chart, he will be depth. They've got some solid receivers, actually, depending on Michael Thompson's health. Um, defensively, A.T. Perry is a really interesting uh, film watch as well. Is he Was he big? Yes. He's the guy who, I yeah, want to say two yeah. years ago, was one of the consensus best wide receivers to, you know, go to the draft and then he just like fell off a cliff and people oh huh so there's something to him there and they got him at the very end of the draft yeah it was basically like six round yeah 
So yeah. So he's someone to watch for for depth, I think, because they've got uh, Shahid, Olave, and Michael Thomas right now as their starters. But Michael Thomas's foot could give out again at any moment. Yeah. So we'll see there. I one thing I want to note is I I like the fit for Carr here with these receivers a lot. Um, he's Carr so likes, good for Olave. Oh yeah, and I think Shahid. Because one thing with Carr is like. Carr loves taking deep shots, and we saw that with, like, all the random-ass guys he hurls the ball to in, like, <laughs> in Vegas. And I think Shahid is, like, going to benefit a lot from uh, from Carr being there. So, and then I, he also likes that slot work. So, like, if Michael Thomas is healthy, and that is, well, he kind of lines up everywhere. But Yeah, he'll start healthy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Carr is going to love Olave, too. So, um, the offense, like, should be pretty good. It's just a matter of how how it's coached um <laughs> defensively they added uh Kalen Saunders and Nathan Shepard on the defensive line and then the draft they also got uh Brian Brian Brzee and uh Foskey up front so that defensive line is a lot is gonna be pretty strong which they needed because they lost uh Almanata and then uh Davenport and Ellis and also safety Justin Evans but they added safety Jordan Howden so I think one of the other big question marks we got I mentioned is Kamara who um the assumption is he's going to miss probably the first chunk of the year with their six or eight games, which means Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller will be very important. But even if Kamara, like, when he's either there, like, for part of the year, or if he's there all year, like, I think Jamal Williams probably works in a lot, too. Not necessarily, like, an Ingram thing, exactly, but, like, they always run a timeshare at running back. So right. I think both Williams and Miller are good draft targets. That's pretty much what we had last year with Swift and Jamal Williams. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go in at the goal line and take all of his touchdowns. Same with Taysom Hill. Kamara is going to have, like, <sighs> no touchdowns again, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, last year ended brutally for Kam- uh, Kamara because I-, I traded for him in-, in-, in our one league, and he did nothing for me. And by the end, I'm like, fuck, I wish I had not made this move. Because <laughs> I-, I had Najee who was coming on, and then uh, Pacheco, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. Traded for him, like, right before those two guys started turning up. Um, but, yeah, with New Orleans, it's, can can Dennis Allen get out of his own way? That's kind of the big uh, if there. But next up, we've got the Giants. They, uh, I think one of the bigger moves for them was adding Darren Waller in the offseason. He's yeah. going to be probably their top target, I'm going to guess. Um, receiver-wise, they added Campbell and Crowder for free agency, and then uh, Jalen Hyatt in the draft, which I liked. I liked that pick a lot uh, in the third round. Um, lost Gates and Feliciano up front. That's That was a big oof, I think. Um, they did get a center in uh, John Michael Jingleheimer Schmitz. Um, <laughs> defensively, added Okariki Oruarie, so lo- lots of fun names on their defense, and then uh, Nunez Rochez. They lost Julian Love, but they added a couple of corners, uh, Notably, Deontay Banks in the draft in, in, the, in the first round. So Yeah, that was huge for them. I didn't think that Deontay Banks would still be there mm-hmm. uh, for them to take. That That's really big. They uh, they got better, I think. Um, yeah, Jones going to love Waller. I mean, his pass catchers last year were basically just Saquon and then a rotation of big slight and, <laughs> and Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. So... Yeah, getting Waller and then the Jalen Hyatt, I think, is absolutely someone to talk about because Daniel Jones has a good deep ball. 
he has a really good deep ball. And at least, you know, distance wise, the accuracy sometimes is hit or miss. Yeah. But <laughs> but the Hyatt's always open, baby. <laughs> so that opens up a lot of things for their offense. Because you know, if you don't have that deep shot ability, then they can just stack the box against Saquon every play. Yeah, that was kind of the issue for them. So I regardless of how fantasy relevant he is, Dable will know what to do with them, and then two, like you said, having that threat is super important. And then they'll also have at least, I think, to start the year, um, Sterling Shepard healthy. So he's <laughs> always really good when he's healthy. He's just always hurt. Yeah. He's one of like the he's one of those big like what ifs on health for me because he he's been so good at times. But um, also, I do want to mention Eric Gray as well. He and Brita will be competing for the backup duties. So. I think it's good to keep him on the radar just in case Saquon misses time. So I do think this will still be the Saquon show and now the Waller show. And then the wide receivers from the Giants are going to be real tough to depend on or predict, I think, at, at any given week. Yeah. Like it's going to be week to week where I think last year, by the end of the year, we were like, okay, this is a Slayton week. This is a Hodgins week based on how it matches up. Yeah, that it's one to maybe avoid. It's not, they're not bad. It's just who's it going to be is uh, there's not a whole lot of separation in skill. It's yeah. kind of more of the defense they're playing. That might be a, a good corner like evaluation matchup for the yeah. Giants. Like, okay, they're going against two good corners, but their inside's bad. So let's go with the slot guy. Yeah. Pro- I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll be along those lines. So. The Giants are going to be interesting to see if they can keep up their momentum from last year. Like, getting a playoff win, you know, Daniel Jones looking solid, getting a contract. If they can, like, keep that mojo, then I, I like their chances um, to get back in the playoffs, just given the general weakness of the conference. But can Daniel Jones keep it up? That's going to be the big thing. And also, like, I do want to mention the line, because they did lose a couple significant linemen. Yeah. Then that might be... That's something to watch there, too, because they... Uh, their their lines a little a little shaky like rookie center like if he's good that's gonna be a huge help they've got they still got Glowinski they've got you know Andrew Thomas Evan Neal but if anyone gets hurt or we see like so underperformance or the rookie struggling it could get a little a little tough yeah there is a lot riding on John Michael Schmitz here it's center because yeah. the guard <laughs> the guards are the worst part of their line their tackles are good so if Schmitz is good then they'll be okay. But if he is not, then their interior is really, really, really weak. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yep. It's gonna be, so it's gonna be tough because yeah, <laughs> Farrell Lines struggling since it's a hard time. But next up, we move to their division mate in Philly, who I think the big story for them is the the defensive picks they made in the draft, getting Jalen Carter, um, Nolan Smith, and then also they added Sidney Brown, Kelly Ringo. Is it Kelly or Kelly? Keely. Keely, ah. And then uh, Moro Jomo. So all defense in the draft, especially from Georgia. Uh, <laughs> and then so a little bit of offense with Tanner McKee and Tyler Steen. Of course, they added DeAndre Swift uh, in the trade. And they have uh, Mariota to be the, their backup now with uh, Minshew now in Indy. They've got Rashad Penny to be part of the replacement for um, Miles Sanders, who they lost. They also lost uh, Dillard and Sayumalu. Um, definitely notable losses there. Yeah. Uh, free the defense had a lot of big losses too. They lost Javon Hargrave, CJ DJ, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, and Marcus Epps. So a lot of like notable losses there. But they did their best to replace them with the draft and the free agency. They added 
Greedy Williams, Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, and Nicholas Morrow. So a lot of changeover for this team, and especially like losing their OC and DC. That always hurts losing both. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be tough to overcome. Plus, you have the Super Bowl hangover effect. I know that Philly is still probably one of the best teams in the NFC, if not the best. They'll still probably be good, but I'm expecting a little bit of a regression from them. So, I still gave them 12 wins on my schedule run through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know... That's actually how many I gave them, too. We probably gave them this. The losses I gave them were Jets and then the division ones and then Kansas City. Um, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> exact say. It's funny. Um, yeah, I. this is a very talented team, a really good roster. Um, I've, I think they'll. You know, their O-line doesn't have the same depth. Again, another team where they need their O-line to stay healthy. Because uh, any injury to this old line is going to really put a dent in it. And that they super rely on that. Um, yep. I did forget to add in, they also added um, Ovaltine Zaxby. Oh, really? So, um, I really like that addition, too. Uh, because, <laughs> like, one of, their, one of their issues last year was not having a good third receiver. So, because it was Quez Watkins who occasionally had good games. But, um, like, Zacchaeus is in my opinion, definitely better than Quez Watkins. So, like, he'll, he'll for sure have some games where he goes, like, three for 120 and a touchdown or something. Like, some dumb shit like that. Um, just because he'll be so open because everyone's focused on Devonta and A.J. Brown and got Dallas Goddard. So, when when, the, when they go three receiver, which, you know, it's a mix on that, I think he'll have some good looks. Um, as far as the running back situation, it's real gross. It's really oh, tough. Um I think on the surface, we say, oh, yeah, Swift's the best, like, most talented. But, like, they don't really throw consistent to the running backs. It's always a mix. Rashad Penny, one healthy is really good. It's just always the one healthy. Um, So it's going to be real gross on that running back front. But it's still a really good, talented team. We still have it for 12 wins. They are going to be the best shot to win the division. They'll almost, not, not, I'm going to say certainly, but I'll say almost certainly make the playoffs. So they're still really good. Still really good. Their front is terrifying with Jordan Davis and Fletcher oh, Cox. Oh gosh, yeah. If you're not, Ugh. if your interior line is not good, they are going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal, man. It's real good. Uh, oh, I'm gosh. a little worried about their linebackers and some of their secondary. So Terrell They're... Edmonds is very solid. I have no qualms with him. Sidney Brown was the guy they just drafted, so he's new. Their secondary, like Bradbury, is very good. Slay's getting older, though. Um, I don't know. There's just something about the team that seems a little too good to be true for me. And I think I, it, part of it is losing their OC and DC. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of what we can point to. Like, it's, it's the Mozzie sense that's tingling. Like, I kind of felt the yeah. same little... A little like, hmm, with it. And I, I think losing OC and DC is probably the the main thing. And I, one of my notes was, like, I agree that they're going to probably be a pass funnel again. So, <laughs> yeah. They'll still be good, but I don't think they're going to be as dominant as, uh, as last year. Their schedule's not going to be as easy either. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, get the, they get the big boy schedule this year. Yeah. But moving on to the uh, NFC West. We've got uh, San Fran here to kick 
to well not kick them off, but get back into them with uh they added Darnold, uh <laughs> who might play at some point, might even start early on, depending on how the recoveries go, um, and how Trey Lance presides. Um they added John Feliciano, they uh got Zane Gonzalez who I don't know if they still have because they have they got Jake Moody now so I don't know if they still have Zane Gonzalez which oh, that's a good point the Jake Moody draft pick what the fuck <laughs> he was really good in college but still I know that's such a fucking stupid now pick. they currently I, have two place kickers um, yeah I, I hate that they can get away with that because like they didn't have any early picks was he there I don't, I don't know if he was their first pick but he was one of their first picks because they didn't have any until like the third round or something Let's see. But he was their second pick. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but the the start of the year is going to be a little weird for San Fran, depending on how the quarterback situation goes, because apparently Purdy avoided surgery, but, like, that may not necessarily be good for them long-term. Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if San Fran pushed him in a direction that would have him back sooner, and then it backfires because they tend to do that. As we see with Jimmy G, uh, apparently his foot's not actually good to go. Um yeah. Don't know about Trey Lance if he's going to stay on the team, if he's going to be a starter, who's what's the deal there. Um, but anyway, as far as the rest of the changes goes, they did add kicker Jake Moody and they added a couple tight ends with Latu and Willis and receiver Ronnie Bell and some depth. Um, they lost McGlinchey and Brunskill on the line, and of course, Jimmy G. Defense is where a lot of the changes were, a lot of losses. Um, yeah. I mean, with, with contracts and everything, it, it makes sense. Um, can't pay everybody. They lost Ebucom, Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Hassan Ridgeway. Uh, Charles Omanihu and Aziz Alashir. They added Javon Hargrave, uh, Isaiah Oliver, and I fucking laughed at the Claire Cullen Farrell thing. That was fucking <laughs> hilarious. I was like, man, good fucking luck. Have fun. Um, they also added in the draft on defense, uh, safety, uh, G.I.E.R. Brown, uh, Daryl Luter Jr., a corner, and then uh, a front Robert Beal at end, and then linebacker D. Winters. So... Trying, trying to get some depth in on the defense there, but, I mean, the caliber of player is definitely not going to be the same, and their defense last year was, I'm not going to say fraudulent, but I think a little overrated at times. Um, they, like, had a good front, but the secondary was not good. Yeah. So. And their defense is, eh. Like, Javon Hargrave's good, Eric Armstead's good, Nick Bosa's good, and Fred Warner are really good, and Javarius Ward is good. But then after that, I should say Hafanga too. Um, he played really well last he year. Was, he was a tough one for me because he had times where he looked, you know, like that, like, awesome box safety or guy who breaks up stuff. And then there were other times where he was just, like, fucking lost. So, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what to expect from him. So, is he a rookie? I think so. Or second year? He, he, he's, he was, he's either rookie or second year last year. He's young still. So. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah, outside of that, the de- like, that's what, like, five guys that are really good and then the rest are pretty meh it's gonna take a bit to mesh there's a lot of a lot of new guys too so and the new dc because they lost to miko ryan's yeah Who, who's their new dc i didn't put that put that in there oh let's uh i'm not sure actually i can probably find it pretty quickly but yeah the the quarterback situation is the main thing so like when i was going through their schedule like some of the early games i'm like i don't fucking know who they got like oh they got steve wilkes oh okay cool Oh, that's actually a pretty good addition. I I was kind of bummed, like, for him and the Panthers that he didn't stay around there. But great replacement like for a DC. Do what? I feel like they should have kept him. 
Yeah, I get well, it, but given how well they did with Darnold, though, like I, yeah, I feel bad for you him. Know. He 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 was really good. So nice, nice move there, San Fran, uh, with that replacement option. But uh, yeah, I mean the main things like the offense aside from quarterbacks looks pretty much the same. It's just what happens at quarterback. <laughs> and I don't the thing is that I don't think they're sunk. Depending on like I think any of the three guys, they'll probably be okay. They're not yeah. like in a well, terrible situation if they have to start one. I, I would disagree on one specifically, and that's going to be Darnold. <laughs> so, like, the Darnold thing is, uh, Jolly and I were going back and forth a little bit on Darnold and Lance and whatnot. Um, Darnold had, like, six games last year where he looked okay mm-hmm. versus a whole career of looking terrible. Right. I, I know this is a friendly system, but, like, it's still Sam Darnold, man. Like, it's I still know. Sam Darnold, so... That, but that is the thing, though, is that it is such a QB-friendly system. I mean, but Shanahan basically you've got tells a, you've you... You've got like, a process, though, is a problem, and he well, can't. that's the thing. That's my issue. Is he makes it really easy for people like that, because he's just like, hey, this is where you're throwing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it, I, I think... think that he's in a good situation to at least be... To not fuck up as much as we know he will. I just... I think this is Shanny being... This is going to be a story of hubris. We're, we might see Darnold get a start, and it's going to be terrible. And <laughs> Shanny liked him pre-draft, apparently, in that draft. And now this is time to try to reclaim Darnold. And, like, if we see them trade Lance and Purdy not ready right away and Darnold starts, it's going to be fucking hilarious for me. I'm either going to eat crow or be like, what the fuck are you doing, Shanny? This is why you're never going to win a Super Bowl, because you're too fucking egotistical to get over yourself. <laughs> And I think that might apply regardless of Darnold anyway. Um, yeah. So, Trey Lance might start. I mean, we like, hey, we just haven't seen him enough. He's still really young. He's just been hurt. And Purdy looked really good in this offense last year. So, I think it will be fine. It's just the Darnold thing cracks me up for some reason. So, yeah. No, um, I, 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 I want to see Darnold. I, want, I do want to see it at least once I just really to know. I want to see it. <laughs> Oh, God. But uh, moving around the division to Seattle. Um, Seattle got a lot better. Yeah. Minor losses with Penny, who was already hurt, and Barkey's good one, who's apparently on the roster still. Then they lost <laughs> Cody Barton. Um, they added Draymond Jones, Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush, Julian Love, and Jaron Reed on defense and free agency. And then in the draft, they added uh, Defon Witherspoon, Derek Hall, Cameron Young, and Mike Morris on their defense. Uh, on offense, they got uh, guard Anthony Bradford. And, of course... Charbonnet, who, very good, but the pick pissed me off. And then the top receiver in the draft with uh, JSN. So I was disappointed they didn't address O-line more in either free agency or the draft. I think that's still their weakness and what might hold them back. But Yeah, I didn't get that. They like, clearly don't have a great O-line. They could have done a little bit for that. Yeah, picking Charbonnet instead of like accumulating O-line. That was, a, that was the big, like, what the fuck are you doing for me? Um, Charbonnet, again, really good, but they don't need him. Yeah, if you don't have Kenneth Walker, then great, go get Charbonnet. But you do have Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Well, I get they want depth, <laughs> but that's not that's not the time to grab depth. That's the time to, like, make a trade or just draft a lineman or something. Because, like, that's going to be what holds them back. Yeah. It's, it's That's, like, the, the big issue for me. There's so much talent on offense, like, to put Gino in a good spot to succeed. But if that line's not holding up, like, I don't know. Like, Charles Cross is good, but then after that, 
they're like the Texans O-line, you know, when they had Tunsil and nobody else. Damian Lewis is fine too at guard, but yeah, the O-line is just a liability and I'm really confused why they didn't address it. Um, as far as everything else on the team goes, we got a lot of additions on defense. I, I think they're going to sort of employ like an Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon situation here where like Kenneth Walker's the Aaron Jones. Um, that's kind of how I'm reading it for them. And so what the receiver situation, so we're going to have JSN in the slot, DK and Lockett outside, presumably. I do, th- I, I like it. Lockett's super good. Been around, been awesome for a long time. DK, amazing. I think there's a chance we see JSN just go ballistic right off the bat. I'm not saying he will. I mean, and like, you know, it, there's still DK and Lockett who will demand targets, but he's got the perfect setup where he gets the slot. So they may have to go with a lot of short routes with the O-line. Um, and then he's going to have just, you know, easy open matchups. So yeah, I, I think there's a chance we see him like ball out pretty early. And like, he's going to be a nice target for Gino too, like with the contested stuff. So Yeah. It uh it it makes you wonder like San Fran getting Isaiah Oliver basically to be a slot corner, if part of that was because of that. <laughs> Honestly, maybe yeah. <laughs> this offense like if it's it's gonna hinge on the O line because Gino's gonna go as the O line goes. I think that's kind of his story. I think like yeah. if if he's if he's got time he can roll out some, but if he if he's getting constantly beat up, it's gonna be tough for him. But guys are gonna be open. So the O line just needs to give him like, you know, if they can give him more than two seconds, more than two and a half seconds, like that'll be that'll be good. Um, but speaking of good, um, well, I guess actually I'll say the opposite of good. Uh, we got Tampa coming up. Um, Did you watch the video? Yeah, of Trask and Baker. Oh, Trask and Baker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're both just missing wide open shit in practice. This god. is gonna be fucking hilarious, man. Oh my god. Oh man. Uh, I, I think Baker's going to be the guy who starts. I do too. I I have Trask in Dynasty, and I would drop him because I'm pretty sure he sucks. Just just trade I just him haven't Baker gets seen bench. him yet. Exactly. It's like I just haven't seen him play a game yet. So I feel bad just getting rid of him. Yeah, just but I'm just, pretty uh, sure he's terrible. Once Baker gets benched, whether it's his play or the record or whatever, just. Put Kyle Trask on the trade block, yep. get a little bit out of him, and then you're good. Don't don't wait for him to play. <laughs> um, the Traskalisk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tampa they added the aforementioned Baker. They also added Chase McLaughlin, uh, Chase Edmonds, a lot of chases. Uh, in the draft they got Cody Mock, Mock, whatever the the guy with the red hair and the gap tooth, very very O liney guy. Uh, oh yeah, they got Payne Durham at tight end and Trey Palmer receiver. A um, lot of losses for this team. Lost Donovan Smith, Brady, Scotty Miller, Fournette, uh, Brayton Oje. They also lost Blaine Gabbert, um, who might might fucking be the starter if he was still around. Um, Honestly, probably. They also lost uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, Akeem Hicks, uh, Nunez Rochez, and then they uh, lost Shaq Mason as well. Um, um, and On defense in the draft, they got Collage Kansi, uh, Yaya Diaby, wonderful fucking name. Uh, oh, yeah. Servokea Dennis. Is that how I say that? Is that proper? That's an insane name, too. And then Josh Hayes at corner. Um, this team, I put at uh, four wins this year. <laughs> and I feel like that's reasonable. I didn't finish the South 
but I had them at two and eleven. I so probably not too far off. So I did. I gave them Atlanta, Carolina. I gave them Chicago early at home, and I didn't give them. A, I did give them a New Orleans win. I might take that. I might take one of those divisional wins away. Um. Okay, they've got enough talent with Evans and Godwin. Um, who's their tight end again? Uh, Cotton, Kate Otten. Yeah, yep. I always just typed Cotton because my phone just like defaulted to that. Um, their their O line got hurt a lot last year, and that was a big uh, limiter for them. When their O line's healthy, they've still got some guys. They've got like Jensen Wirfs. So like, the main thing though is gonna be uh, their head coach with Todd Bowles. He's also yep. a huge limiting factor. Yep. So I do think that like Evans and Godwin at some point will win a game or two just being as good as they are. But hey, fuck <laughs> if Baker can hit them. I, I, th- I think he will. I mean, so I trust Baker to hit them more than Trask. We, um, we've seen Baker be fantasy productive before and yeah. like support players before fantasy. So like as long as he's in there, they'll have a pulse. And I think, I don't know what their ADPs are right now, but like I've been like a couple of best ball drafts, and I, I think they're probably getting pushed pretty late. Um, so like they'll, they'll have a pulse. While Baker's in there, but yeah, and like their defense isn't bad either. Like, yeah, they, they don't have, really lose a lot on defense. They have Vita Vea, Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, Devin White still, who I don't know. He kind of had an up and down year. Yeah, but Levante David and Shaq Barrett. Like, oh yeah, they still have a good defense. They just yeah. their coach just blows. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Bucks. The problem with the Bucks is where their defense is good, and their offense is going to be kind of incompetent. They're going to be a really shitty fantasy team on both sides. I think <laughs> where they won't, like, they may not have to pass a ton, and it may be like a thing where their defense is good and like it kind of stymies other teams. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not saying Broncos last year level, but. I think it's going to be a lot of gross game environments for them. It might be like Jets last year environment. Honestly, that kind of tracks. Maybe like Mike White Jets, though. Right. So I think Baker <laughs> could be Mike White. I, I, I feel like that's fair. Baker's better than Zach Wilson, I think. Yeah. So if we give, if we just say, oh, yeah, they're, he, they're Mike White Jets, that's probably about right. <laughs> so, which which can be good at times. So, but yeah. I think I think a lot of times it's going to be kind of gross. Um and speaking of gross, we have this last franchise on our list, uh, <laughs> Washington, who has not been sold yet and is still in the hands of that uh, that slimy guy. Um, <laughs> so in free agency, they added uh, Wiley at tackle. They added Nick Gates at guard. And, of course, they've got the brisket, who I may play at some point this year. Um, they lost Tiny. They lost what Schleitzer. Um they added Cody Barton, and then they lost uh, Cole Holcomb, which that's a, that's a huge loss for them, that actually. That is a big loss for them. And that's, that one's going to be one of those moves that, like, d- that's not, like, a sexy thing to talk about is Washington losing Cole Holcomb being a big impact on them. But that is a huge <laughs> impact on them. We both talked about him a lot over yeah. the last couple of years and his impact on their defense. So that's actually a pretty strong loss. Um, they, had, they also lost Bobby McCain. Um, in the draft, they added Emmanuel Forbes, Jartavius Martin, and KJ Henry on defense, and then... They added uh, some O-line, which they definitely needed, with uh, Ricky Stromberg and Braden Daniels on, on the O-line there at center and guard. Yeah, they have and, a good O-line. Yeah, and they all, of course, also added Biennium as their OC. So that's going to be, like, the main change, I think. Yeah, that's, um, that, Washington intrigues me, I have to say. 
I and, love I love their wide receivers they have. Yeah. I mean shit. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuels, no slouch. Still got Logan Thomas. It's their Gibson. whole season just sort yeah, of I mean, rests on is on if Sam Howell is good or not. If like their their defense isn't bad either. Emmanuel Forbes is a great scheme fit for them. At what point would they Okay, how bad would they need to start to switch from a Howell to Brissett, and then how would you, how do you think either might carry the offense? Like, if it switches from Howell to Brissett, do you think that changes much? Yes, because I think Howell's play style meshes with enemy a lot better than uh, the brisket, That's even fair. though Jacoby Brissett might be just sort of an overall better player. I think enemy would have to change some things around. Yeah. Sam Howell can, can like, scoot. scoot. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> we both with the same exact verbiage too. Uh, <laughs> he can scoot and scramble. He's he's more mobile than Brissett, which you know, based on the uh, undertones of how NFL players are described, based on their appearance, you might not guess. But uh, <laughs> yes, he he is more mobile than Brissett. Um, like if Sam Howell is Baker. This is a pretty good team. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot he looks like Baker. Exactly. He does. He's the Alti brand Baker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I'm with you though. Yeah. Uh... The this team was when he played the last like two games for them. I think it was. It definitely the last game. It might have been yeah, the last have, two. Yeah, because once they were out, out, they they switched to him. But I don't remember if it was just the last one or last two. Um, just, just the last one. Didn't pass a ton. Eleven of nineteen for a touchdown, one interception. But he didn't look bad. No, like I mean, they won. They they beat the Cowboys that way. Yeah. I'll be where, where the Cowboys trying like fully given like the scenario. Who knows? But no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, and and he rushed for. Five for thirty-five and, and a touchdown. Like, that's kind of the big thing on that. So, yeah, I mean, put together twenty-six points against the Dallas defense. So, I mean, yeah, he's an unknown, but from what we know of Howell, his play style does seem to mesh really well with what enemy has been known to do with Mahomes. Was he so, a rookie last year? Yes. All right, let me pull up our evals of him because that means we'll have some like at least something to say about him all right sam howell <laughs> I, I, I you wrote Minshew without sex appeal i wrote you know when baker is confident in playing well <laughs> well to be honest nobody has as much sex appeal as Gardner <laughs> Minshew, so i probably could have been more specific yeah because we because we, we both had kenny pickett pretty much as number one we had we mentioned malik willis being like very upside based um we had corral kind of in that tier with them and then with Howell, it was like hey like if you put him in that tier we won't fight you yeah so yeah i remember i i put that he had a really goofy arm mechanic but it seemed to work for him because <laughs> he he would because he's like kind of thick i think so but yeah he, he is he was also someone who improved throughout his like college tapes so like especially from like from twenty to twenty one, there was a big jump in his his improvement. So if he get if he had that to twenty two, and then he gets like this off season, um, he also had he also broke out at nineteen, by the way. So like in yeah, I remember his stats dropped because he lost Javante, Michael Carter, and Diami Brown. Yeah, oh, it's ba- he's back with Diami. Yeah. So that's fun. Maybe we'll see him have a resurgence. It would be so great if Schneider sells the team and Washington is immediately like good. 
the the same year. That I, I feel like that's going to be necessary. Like just you know the the karma of you know just the general <laughs> karma of of Dan Sider's disparagement of everything about humanity and football and all, all that jazz. So like that would be fitting. Man, the NFC East is really interesting. Yeah, like again, like three teams made the playoffs in this division last year, and Washington wasn't really a slouch despite not having like a franchise quarterback. So yeah, if chase gong is healthy this year like that's huge too so i i mean this team could be really solid and yeah. we, we love that we like we love all the receivers like they're so much fun i know i just wish they had a quarterback i hope hey you know what maybe it is sam howell you know what we can only hope we can only help so <laughs> but that'll do it for the nfc for us that uh caps off that division um lot lot to go through i think our next uh, actually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what our next thing will be. We'll probably talk about some early kind of consensus where we're over, under, what we're kind of predicting for teams, maybe like some early, like, you know, initial schedule take stuff. So, um, again, it's kind of a slow portion of the offseason. We'll probably have some news come up with OTAs and then training camp soon. But J- June's kind of where it's a little like, mm, whatever, not a whole lot going on until, until the, the camps and practices start. But, yeah, we're in the best shape of their life month, which is Oh, just, yeah. Love that time. But love in the meantime, uh, we've got articles on the website. I'm working on one right now, um, subjecting myself to the uh, Broncos. I've, I've been watching through un- an unfortunate amount of Broncos tape to kind of piece together <laughs> how I think Russ and the whole t- offense will do this year. Um, had one about uh, Dynasty quarterback uh buys and buys and sells i think i think it's just buys um so take a look at that well you'll see why uh mac jones doesn't suck despite the popular belief and uh <laughs> you can also find us on twitter at mozzie and muscle and uh, if you're here you know i'll want to share it with a friend tell a friend uh to you know either go go read our stuff listen to us babble about football and you know sometimes other things the intro mentions but uh thank you for tuning in and we will be back soon